everyone and welcome to another episode of Talking Body. I am here with Riley Trenery. How are you, Riley? I am good, thank you. <laughs> I've settled in now, so I'm going to put my pink You've microphone. You've settled in now, that's good. Um, let's discuss like what you do, like what is it that you do, um, what do you love about what you do and yeah, just tell us a little bit of your story. What a little bit about yeah, me. A little bit about you, yeah. This, it kind of feels like when you're, the, when you're like a new kid at a new school and they're like or like the first day of semester and they're yeah. like okay everyone stand up say your name and, and tell us a random tell fact us about a little yourself. bit yeah, yeah exactly I always used to choke in those times I'm like I don't know what to say um me too I'd be like listening to everyone I'd be like okay that person's gone that person that means there's five until me what am yeah. I gonna say yeah and then someone says something that you want to say and you're like damn like I was gonna say that and now you seem original and you just end up panicking going like hi and then you're sitting down and that's it um but uh as Brooke said my name's Riley um I'm 20 seven years old and 12 months into running my own business um, I am a content creator so specializing in photography and videography mainly in the I want to say in the fitness scene yeah um, but also branching into doing some businesses some studio stuff it's kind of evolved um, into something that I never thought it would get to but also I kind of knew it was going to get here at the same time like I had faith but I never actually thought it would get this far this quickly yeah um so a bit about what i do i also do uh group fitness so i work as a boxing instructor for one two boxing in clemzig which is my absolute lifeline because that's where i get all of my social interaction <laughs> especially being someone who, who and works all your punches home. in too so if you're having a shit yeah. day <laughs> if ever you need to relieve some stress just come in and just hit stuff which is great um but i guess I'm very similar to every other person who kind of runs a business from home. Mm -hmm. I structure my days. No two days are the same. I'll have days where I might have four photo shoots in a day. Then I might Mm -hmm. have three days in between doing a photo shoot. So I don't know. I kind of, for me to paint the picture of what a typical day looks like is almost impossible. Yeah. (laughs) Like today, for example. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I guess my, my life these days is just filling it with as much stuff as I love yeah um and doing all the stuff that i couldn't do when i was stuck to a nine to five yeah office job which and you got that flexibility it's a bit yeah a bit nicer a bit of a change Mm -hmm. yeah no that's good i agree what made you want to take that leap of faith because obviously you've got a pt personal trainer background Mm -hmm. and now you're going into more of the media content side of things yeah, tell us. Where'd the jump come from? Yeah, yeah. Because even oh, though wow. they're probably <laughs> similar in some extent, as yep. you would say, like, you know, you're in that fitness industry. So, you know, you're still getting content to some extent, obviously, for your online businessing. Yep. Business, businessing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, businessing, <laughs> hey, it's a word. We'll pass it. <laughs> but like, yeah. Why did I make the jump? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I kind of have to go back to... Go back as far as you need. Yeah, go back as far (laughs) as I need. I think it goes back to when I first started working full-time, which was when I was 21, I believe. Mm -hmm. So, I'm 27 now. So, back when I was 21, um, when I was nice and young and wasn't waking up in pain every day. (laughs) Oh, God. I I feel like it's already happening to (laughs) me. It's what you got to look forward to. Um, So, when I started working full-time, I kind of went into it because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Like, when I finished high school... I had like a 56 ATAR, so my options were very limited. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't really have the opportunity to go and study something or be like, oh, you know, I might be a teacher or I might be yeah. a physio. Yeah. I was very limited. The only uh, uni degree that I actually qualified for was media and communications. Mm-hmm. And I did that for 12 months when I was 18 yeah. and hated it. I'm not yeah. I'm not a study person. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. Yeah. Um, so I got into full-time work. I started working in real estate mm-hmm. because I've always been good at talking to people and yeah. had this kind of natural talent to be able to communicate with basically any type of demographic whether Mm -hmm. it was older younger um you know like international people like whatever it was i could communicate with anyone yeah and i thought you're chatter yeah i I can you've seen me in the gym i'll talk for i'll talk for an (laughs) hour yeah i'll talk for as long as i need to this might be a long podcast (laughs) um but i went into real estate because that seemed like the safe thing to do Mm -hmm. and then Fast forward three or four years down the track, I think I started to mistake liking something for being good at it. Mm-hmm. And I got to the point where I was, I used to start work at 8.30. I used to wake up at 7.45 because mm-hmm. I'd want to get as much like me time and sleeping mm-hmm. as I could. Mm-hmm. And when I started to look back at it, I realized that I probably, I think I had like high functioning anxiety or high mm-hmm. functioning depression Yeah, because I was so stuck in this thing that I was convincing myself I liked doing. Yeah, yeah. But in reality, I was just good at what I did. Mm-hmm. And deep down, I actually hated it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's so important that you're so aware of that too. Yeah, like at, at the time, it was hard to kind of grasp that, you know, I didn't I didn't like it. But down the track, I realized that it wasn't actually the job I didn't like. Mm-hmm. It was the lifestyle itself. Yeah. So I left real estate in... September 2021 Mm -hmm. and then I started working for a hospital in kind of like administration um I I started working there in October 2021 so Mm -hmm. I went went pretty much from one full-time job straight into the other like three days later yeah um and nine months later down the track I was like I can't do the nine till five Mm -hmm. like I'm sitting in an office all day I'm wearing a suit Mm -hmm. I'm having to you know make sure my hair is not cut too short I have to have a structured lunch break and all this and that and I just kind of literally one day just turned around I said to like cast my partner I was like I don't want to do this anymore yeah like I can't do it I have to like ask permission for someone if I can like have an extra lunch break or if I can go to the dentist Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean yeah 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 so I think I'm a bit the same I don't know if I'd be able to handle nine to five now that I've been doing shift work seeing everything else yeah it's just there's not a lot of flexibility like you'd say you'd you'd have that bit of a sleep in but then you'd wake up you'd go to work and then you'd get home you literally have two hours of the day until and potentially sleep. and then you go to sleep and then yeah. you gotta wake up and do it all over again like exactly <laughs> i'd rather just get work out done in the morning or in yeah. the afternoon or and then have a little bit of time to myself yeah. exactly so like for people who love routine mm-hmm. like go for it mm-hmm. like knock yourself out people who thrive off routine like my mum, she mm-hmm. loves routine my mm-hmm. brother loves it for me maybe not so much cause yeah some days are better than others some days mm-hmm. i feel like working some days i feel like just saying you know what i'm gonna have a slow day yeah, yeah. um so in it was actually i want to say last week would have been 12 months mm-hmm. since i resigned or yeah. since i had my last day in full-time work yeah but i kind of went home one night had a discussion with my general manager and i said look i just want to give full transparency i'm tossing up with the idea of resigning because yeah. I, I I have a lot of empathy and I don't want to just resign and be like, hey, sorry, like I'm out. I had a discussion with her and I was like, this is where I'm at. This is my thoughts. 
these are my reasons. Mm-hmm. I just want to let you know that I'm yeah. going to think about it over the weekend and I'll keep you posted. Yeah. And then I went in on the Monday and I sat down with her and I said, look, I've made the decision. I am going to resign. I'll yeah. do it formally tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll give my two weeks notice tonight, but I just want to give you the heads up. Like nothing's going to change. I'm not going to like work any less efficiently, yeah. but it's just, I just, I just don't see myself going down this track yeah. for however many more years it could be. Yeah. Um, which is so fair and I think we don't normalize enough that you can change whenever you want to change doesn't matter what age you are you know if you want multiple careers in your life like do it like Like, why not yeah if if you want to find something that's going to add to your happiness then do it like exactly you know and if that is not it then don't be afraid to take that leap which is what you've done multiple times I like it I think I think the biggest um (laughs) it sounds stupid now that I think about it but the biggest one of the biggest reasons was like I used to see everyone who would be at the beach on like a Thursday mm-hmm. and it'd be like 36 degrees and I'm in an office wearing yeah. a suit sweating. Uh-huh. And I was like, that could be me. Yeah. Like, why can't it be me? And then, uh-huh. yeah, after I resigned, I just, I took, I think maybe four weeks where I just gave myself, you know, freedom to just relax. And then mm-hmm. 12 months later, here I am. Yeah. So I'm glad I took the leap. I've never looked yeah. back. Yeah. I think it's so good hearing like, everyone's stories about you know leaving that job that they didn't like or even it doesn't even have to be that job like leaving that partner or that lifestyle or the house or the environment it's just it's so good and I feel like it lets people know that they're not alone in the Mm -hmm. fact that they have those thoughts and they feel like they're living a groundhog day (laughs) if anyone's seen that movie yeah. I hate it. Yeah. Anytime I watch a movie that's even similar, it like gets me into stresses that. Stresses you out. It stresses <laughs> me out. I'm like, oh God, I could not live the same day over and over, over and over again. And that's literally exactly what it felt like. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I've got to go again. Yeah. But like on that note that you said, like people do it with relationships and mm-hmm. stuff, there's something called the sunk cost fallacy. I don't know if you've heard about it. I have not. Um, <laughs> but the sunk cost fallacy, I, I believe it's a more so just like a, a way to determine or how to describe something. But from my understanding, it is people are afraid to make mm-hmm. a drastic decision because of how much they've already invested into something. Yeah. Whether yep. that's time, money, effort, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. people are scared to take that leap. Mm-hmm. And the biggest one people see in is relationships because, you know, they'll get three years in mm-hmm. and then something will start to not work or it's not yep. the same. But then they'll say, oh, you know, but we're already three years in. Yeah, or, we're already comfortable. Yeah. Like, why make that change? Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. I've already spent X amount of dollars in this relationship. I don't want to have to do it again. <laughs> the financial stress. Like, exactly. oh, but I've already, <laughs> like, spent all my money on them. Like, I might as well keep doing it. Or, like, no, you would be, yeah. in, you know, you would be in a good financial position if you just would get out of it. Yeah, <laughs> just, just get out of what you can. But that was a bit of a joke. Like, yeah, the, su- the sunk cost fallacy, it's like, it, it's a chapter in a book that I read mm-hmm. and... After that, like I didn't make any like drastic decisions straight away, but mm-hmm. after that, I kind of approach situations and big things like that with that thought in mind mm-hmm. of, yeah, it might seem like I've invested a lot more now, but what's more important, you know, just cutting my losses and calling it where it is or mm-hmm. being happy yeah. and enjoying my life and building something that I'm actually proud of. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's important to remember that nothing's permanent as well. I think that's something that I've very much learnt in the last couple of years is like, you know, if you've got someone that's not supportive of what you do or who you are, then like, well, it's not permanent. Like, Mm. why do you have to feel guilty for staying in that person's life? Or why do you have to feel guilty to stay in that relationship? Or 
anything to stay in that job, whatever mm. it may be, like nothing's permanent. And I think we're so fixated on in society is that for some reason we feel like it is permanent and then mm. we can't make a different decision or we can't choose a different path, which I think we need to start changing yeah. that, which I think people people would be more accepting of themselves and of others if they'd realised that things aren't permanent. And I don't mean things like a marriage or anything like that. Like obviously if people are suited for each other or if things are going well and, you know, of course things can be permanent, but I think it's what you make of it. Yeah, and, and agree. I, th- I think it's what you consider what you consider permanency. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I think people being kind of scared to make a decision because they're like, oh, what if I'm making the wrong decisions? Like, there's no such thing. Yeah. There's only the decision you want to make at that time. And everything's a learning curve. Like, at the end of the day, how how, how do we learn if we don't make a mistake either? Yeah. And even if it is the wrong decision, well, hey, you're not going to turn around and make the same one if you know yeah. that it's wrong. So, I think, yeah, taking I think taking leaps are important yeah. no matter what you're doing. And I think it's really cool where you have decided to do that. And I think having people on here on this podcast you know telling stories like that is really important because there are so many pe- so many listeners that are you know struggling either with their body or with their mental health or with their career or with life circumstances yeah like whatever it is yeah, yeah and i think it's important to tell stories of people that have been there that have done that and they're through on the other side mm. so yeah yeah Thanks. yeah no that's all right like i'm 100 percent an advocate for it like mm-hmm. i look back now and i was having a chat with um a good friend christina harvey just before i was looking at like quitting my job and mm-hmm. i saw her at the gym one morning and i was like i don't know what to do she's a mindset coach mm-hmm. so i knew exactly what she was gonna say but i kind of yeah. just wanted to hear her say yeah it. like you just needed someone to give you to help, permission like, put, yeah literally to, like yeah yeah and she literally looked at me and she was like what's the worst that's gonna happen like are you gonna die mm-hmm. and i was like no <laughs> i was literally having this conversation with my last person my jade that was last on the yeah. podcast about like you know if you're stressed out or if you're having a panic attack or something like are you gonna die yeah like the first what's thing the worst that's gonna happen? what's the worst gonna happen are you gonna die yeah no <laughs> like just and if you just look at it like that like you know what's going to happen to me kind of thing like anything really seriously bad is going to happen and if the answer is no then just just send it yeah <laughs> basically exactly. basically stop. yeah exactly um so we'll get into the next question about personal training because obviously mm-hmm. you're fully qualified as a personal trainer yep. as well even if you might not be doing that full-time or whatever yep. it may be um I know that you coach both male and female, mm-hmm. um, which is so cool and so good. Um, but what do you believe, like, do you think it's good to have a male's perspective um, for females that are, like, looking for a coach? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you navigate coaching a female? Like, what what have you learned? Like, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, I guess the, the biggest thing on what I've learned is – whether it's male or female is no two clients are the same anyway. Mm-hmm, exactly. So like the the biggest thing and the biggest tip that I could give to anyone who is, you know, coaching a female or someone who is looking to be coached mm-hmm. is communication is probably the biggest thing mm-hmm. and making the client or coach comfortable is probably 
going to be better than any training program, any kind of nutrition guidance you could give someone is making sure that the client is comfortable. Mm -hmm. The one of the, the biggest things I've noticed with coaching females just from my, um, my experience is that the kind of wording and language that I have to use, mm-hmm. um, in a sense of with my male clients, like I can talk to them pretty much how another guy would talk to another guy in like a yeah. locker room, for example, mm-hmm. and be like, yeah. you know, oh, you're, you're looking jacked. You're looking amazing. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, you're, you know, like look at the size of your arms and all that yeah. kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Just talking smack. Yeah. yeah like all, all that kind of stuff. And like actually focusing on, more physical characteristics uh-huh. yeah whereas when i coach females i'm doing a check-in response i'm very conscious of i don't want to say things like look how big your butt is like <laughs> do, do yeah. you know what i mean yeah, like yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it's a it's a different kind of language and like i know my clients wouldn't care if that's the kind of language that i use but it's also i think of it from an outsider's perspective yeah of imagine if my client is listening to my check-in and they have a boyfriend or a husband around and I'm saying comments like that. Yeah. It's, I want to have a two-way level of respect that Mm -hmm. I'm commenting on things that are actually needing to be commented on. Mm -hmm. So instead of saying like, oh, you know, look at, look at how big, you know, your butt is or Mm -hmm. something like that. It'll be more so I see you hit a PB with your hip thrust. Like that's amazing. Like you look like you're gaining a lot of strength, which is Mm -hmm. fantastic. Yeah. Um, that's just from from my experiences i try and focus more on don't get me wrong with the guys i say as well like you're, yeah. you're getting really strong yeah, but yeah. i feel like i've almost got more of a permission slip to be able to say a bit more to yeah. them yeah. because i don't want to you know sound like one of those coaches that's kind of creeping on a client if yeah. that makes sense yeah yeah um and there, there would be so many like stereotypes for that reason i yeah. feel like in a way that's probably why a lot of females stick with the female coach yeah yeah which i feel like you know if you know what you're doing we should we should be because i feel like males knowledge of you know training is so much different than a female's too so mm. sometimes it's good to have Both different opinions yeah. different um different coaches so yeah. yeah and and as well like when i'm coaching for a female i can only really go off of stuff that i have learned and researched Mm -hmm. like for example if it's a if it's a male client i can say you know oh i know exactly what it's like because i've been through it whereas if i've Mm -hmm. got a female who maybe is going through like a tough point in her cycle Mm -hmm. or yeah if something's happened that i couldn't actually experience i can only comment on it based on research and knowledge that i've gained through actually looking it up and through learning it i can't say oh, you know, I've been through that or yeah. like I know exactly what you're going through yeah. if, you know, for yeah. example, if something happens with birth control, mm-hmm. for example, I can't comment on it from a personal standpoint. So mm-hmm. it all has to be something that I've learned. Yeah. And I guess that at the start was probably the biggest challenge. Yeah, yeah. But now that I've coached multiple females mm-hmm. and females who are trying to gain weight, trying to lose weight, some that, you know, are looking to just have accountability Mm -hmm. you know some on birth control some not on birth control like Mm -hmm. all aspects of it i feel like i've got a much more rounded knowledge to be able to say i can coach you regardless because you're a human yeah not because you're male or female yeah that's so good and i feel like that's so important and expanding your knowledge like that is just so great because i feel Mm. like even some females don't even know that information like some (laughs) females haven't even 
educated themselves on how their menstrual cycle works mm. in collaboration or in combination with their training. Yeah. So like a lot of people don't know that. And I guess, like you said, every person's different. So yes. one person coming into their menstrual cycle might be really energetic. Whereas yeah. another person might Wants be like, sleep. <laughs> oh my gosh, like I am not doing that today. Yeah. Or some per- some people might be really strong towards the end and then other people are like, no, I am not strong towards the end of yeah. my cycle. So and, like and you I, said, I think it's communication that's key. Massive on communication. I think as well, like you said, like women can experience their cycles differently whereas some might be energetic and some might also be not as confident when Mm -hmm. they're on their cycle so they might have that week of training off or they might want to slow things down whereas some might kind of take it in their stride and be like this is when i'm the strongest now yeah Yeah. let me go hit some pbs like do you know what i mean yeah so yeah i think that that that's probably one of the biggest thing is it doesn't matter if it's male or female everyone's going to be different regardless exactly um but yeah yeah and yeah. it's just keeping that in mind when you are going to you know help someone that you're individualizing that program and i think yeah another thing on social media as well that can be hard like people like scrolling through and like wondering what they could be doing for themselves and it's like it's hard because like everyone says Instagram is a highlight reel. So yeah. like what one trainer might be doing for themselves is not what someone else should be doing for themselves. Yeah. And it's hard to explain that to people that don't don't understand it. Don't understand that. Yeah. yeah. I think I think one of the one of the biggest things with fitness on Instagram is Instagram is obviously a tool that you can use to build your business. Mm-hmm. But no one's gonna watch your reel or go with the trainer if they say, "All right, here are three exercises you can do, you know, to build your strength." Because it's gonna be boring stuff. It's gonna be, you know, maybe a trap bar deadlift, yeah, maybe a barbell or dumbbell bench press or something, and no mm-hmm. one's gonna watch that. Yeah. But if you have three exercises to burn belly fat, yeah, people are gonna be like, "Oh, let me watch this. Yeah. Let me work with this trainer. <laughs> they know the secret. There is no secret. No. It's just hard work. Like, yeah, it, it's just." the basics being done consistently over a long period of time uh-huh. is what's going to sustain results it's not you know these three exercises are gonna do this and that it's exactly it's not the quick fix and i think yeah like a lot of people say it's sometimes it's not motivation at all sometimes it, when you're having a shit day like you know sometimes it's just like you said consistency yeah. for anything like when just you've done something up. for so long yeah yeah um, i think one of one of my favorite quotes like i actually couldn't even tell you where I heard it. I don't even know if I did hear it. I don't know if I made it up or not. <laughs> I, I, just, I, I must just have dreamt lies. it or something. But <laughs> but um, in myself, like personally, I would rather be 80% perfect 100% of the time than 100% perfect 80% of the time. Yeah. Because consistency and mm-hmm. playing the long game is always going to beat being amazing for three weeks. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, well, yeah, playing the long game is important and Mm. i think as you get older and the more that you train and everything like that things start to come more into perspective easier because those quick fixes just don't work no oh god they they work but they don't sustain they don't yeah that's what i'm looking for yeah like you can look at me in the gold coast i lost six kilos that week because i didn't Uh eat yeah that's not sustainable no no it's not (laughs) i did that for three more weeks and then i'm i'm in the hospital i'm seeing you in the er like it's not it's not good (laughs) i'll see you there yeah (laughs) put you on a yeah put me on a drip or something like get me get me hooked up but nutrition plan (laughs) yeah so no i think it's um doing things that can be sustained like you know not everyone has to meal prep not everyone has to count calories but 
people no. have to do stuff that they can do repeatedly like yeah and it, what works for them yeah for example like we were saying before like someone who's a shift worker isn't going to be the same for someone who has their own business exactly you know their hours are going to be different their schedule is going to be different mm. um and you've got to work that into what suits you well and i think people can get so like down on themselves because they're not doing what they should be doing and it's like yeah. well no like what what do you think you should be doing yeah, because like, it's it's individualized. Yeah, like you sh- you shouldn't need to do what they're doing because that's them and not so. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember. I remember when I was I reckon maybe seventeen or eighteen. I used to Google like you know like Ronnie Coleman arm workout and be uh-huh. like, "Yeah, I'm gonna watch this." And like, this is gonna make me jacked. And then yep. I'm like, "What am I doing?" Like, yep. I look back now, ten ten years later, and I'm like, "Yeah, it was a great workout routine, but." I'm not going to train nine times a week. Yeah. Like, it's, no. it's not realistic for me. I was the same when I was younger, when you were saying like, you know, what can I do to burn fat or like, mm. what can I do to get a toned stomach or yeah. how can I tone my arms yeah. or like, I would be, I was so bad. Like I would go, I was living on a farm at this time. So I would run down the <laughs> <laughs> paddock like track, like, once or twice a day or like and if i didn't do that run you'd hate yourself i would like be so down (laughs) on myself like if i don't run down to those sheep and back like like, this is why like (laughs) this is why you can't do anything damn oh god such an unhealthy mindset it was so (laughs) bad it was just yeah it was horrible or like if i didn't run if i didn't walk home from the bus stop from yeah from school every day i would be a lazy piece of shit like <laughs> yeah so i think yeah. i think as i've gotten older i've learned to feel like forgive myself a bit more uh-huh. i think as we were saying before like absolute hats off to people doing prep because i could never do it mm-hmm. like if i get to the end of the day and i'm like let's say my step goal is ten thousand. if i get to yeah. the end of the day and it's like nine thousand, mm-hmm. i'm like yeah yeah you're like, like oh congratulations I'm, I'm gonna make up for it like yeah. I'll, I'll hit eleven thousand tomorrow but then, like, there's people in prep, like, they'll be, like, you know. So anxious about so it. So anxious. And they're, like, I need to go to, I need to go for a walk at 10 yeah. p.m. to get these steps in. Or See, I, just, I need to get this meal in. I find that so, I don't know. I I find it, it kind of hurts me when I hear that. Like, yeah. I have said to myself that I would love to do a prep one day because I love fashion and I love the whole competitive side of it and I love the whole like being able to see what I can achieve in myself and yep. things like that but right now it's it's just not possible and as a very flexible and I can't even think of the word but very I can't think of the word <laughs> word but like I just can't see myself being that way like yeah. I just I don't see the understanding of like if you don't get it one day like it's not the end of the world Mm. like but obviously prep is a very strict thing and some people are very strict on it but i i just don't understand i just don't understand how one day can impact your entirety literally of your prep like if you if you miss a meal or say if you really wanted to go to a birthday party and I get it, like people have to really pick and choose what they want to do when mm-hmm. they're on prep. But like, if you really wanted to not miss out on your best friend's wedding, yes. <laughs> let's just say like, 
to, well, to me, li- life life is what I'm going to choose over yeah. all that kind of stuff. Like, I get you. Don't miss it. Like I don't know. Like pre prepare. Like mm. if you're so, if you're so anxious about the food, like I don't know, pack your own. Like I, I don't yeah. know. Like I I just I don't get it. But then again, I have never done it, so yeah, it's you, a you lot harder yeah. said than done. I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I get you. Like I don't know. I think again i have like so much like respect and admiration for people that can go through a Uh prep but for me like such a mental game i think yeah and like for me i have no kind of desire to do it so like for me i'll never truly understand it Uh and like i look at if i was to compare it to like sports i've done like footy for example Uh right yeah like i wasn't a bad footy player when i was younger Mm -hmm. i wasn't i definitely wasn't the best but i also definitely wasn't the worst like i look at it and if I rocked up to a game one time and maybe, you know, I was in a rush and I didn't eat breakfast or something like that, I knew that that wasn't going to be the be all and end all to whether or not I was going to play a good game because mm-hmm. I could just rely on the skill that I had or uh-huh. I knew that, you know, my game, my footy IQ was pretty high so I could get away with that. Yeah. Whereas if I missed a meal and I was in prep, like mm-hmm. that could literally impact results yeah like the day of if you didn't eat you know your rice cakes backstage literally eating a rice cake could be the difference between a pro card and not getting a pro card yeah do you know what i mean yeah and i don't think i'll be able to do it yeah yeah that's (laughs) i wouldn't be able to stop at one either i think that's where i lack a bit of um it's more understanding understanding and even just education because Mm. never experienced before i only hear what other people tell me yeah um and i i guess that's probably another reason one of many reasons why I have not done one yet. It's I've only heard horror stories at I, this point. Yeah, because <laughs> I just I I don't. Yeah, I'm just not on that wavelength. Yeah. Wave. Wavelength. Like, yeah. yeah, I, I yeah. get you. Yeah. yeah, I think um I think as well, like for me, I'm such a competitive person mm-hmm. that if I'm putting my body through that and I wanted to commit, like I would want to win. Yeah. And if I didn't win, it's not like it's just like you know i'll just compete next time like i'll be like why did i just put myself through this if i didn't yeah yeah whereas like with footy for example like i've i've won i've won one premiership and i've lost three grand finals so Mm -hmm. i'm one and three Mm -hmm. but when i lost the grand finals like it wasn't obviously i was upset but i wasn't cut up with it because i was playing a sport with my friends and i was doing stuff that yeah i actually loved doing Uh like i I played footy when i was younger because i loved playing footy and then the competition was just a bonus on top of it and the premiership was a bonus on top of it Mm -hmm. whereas if i was to compete i'll do it because i wanted to win if i didn't win i feel like i would have given you know like so much 20 weeks of sacrifice Uh to not win anything and it's not exactly um cheap to do something like this either so yeah it's um, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of like if you're not in it for everything, you're the in or you're like not. I get it. Like it is very much the journey, the experience, mm-hmm. and all of that. But it is a it's a commitment. Yeah, it's literally a a twenty week whatever commitment. Actually, it's longer than that. It's years. It's the prep. It's the off season. And yeah, I guess it is years. I can never really commitment. comment on it truly because. I've never done it mm-hmm. and I don't have a desire to do it. Yeah. But again, hats off to those who do it. Uh-huh. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's something I'm just like, I don't understand it enough to be able to see yeah. like the beauty in it. But mm-hmm. like that's why for me, I, I wouldn't, 
if I had someone who wanted to compete, mm-hmm. I would refer them to another coach. Yeah. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't take them on just for the sake of having a client. Like yeah. I knew I wouldn't be able to serve them as yeah. a coach because I don't have the knowledge or the desire yeah. to compete. Like I would refer them to yeah. another and that's, coach. That's so good. Yeah. Like, I think it's good to yeah. be able to be honest with what you feel like you're capable of doing. Yeah. My scope of practice. Yeah. yeah. Like I've had to turn clients away because I can't actually write individualized nutrition programs because mm-hmm. I don't have the correct qualifications well, to write exactly. a nutrition program. And like, why would you do that? Like why, Yeah, you know, cause then you could be sending, you know, you might accidentally be hindering someone then exactly. helping someone. Yeah. yeah. And like, for me, it's not about the money or, you know, the status of saying, Oh, you know, I've got all these clients. It's like my goal in taking a client on is to eventually have them leave me. Mm-hmm. And I've had, I've had, there was someone who I went to school. I'm not obviously going to name names, but there was someone I went to school with. I think we worked together for 36 weeks, I believe. Mm-hmm. So just over half a year, about nine months. Yeah. Um, and he lost about 12-ish kind of kilos, I think. Yeah. Um, and then I spoke to him recently. We stopped working together maybe about four months ago. And I messaged mm-hmm. him. I was like, hey, man, how's things going? And he's yeah. like, I'm still doing the exact same stuff from when we were coaching. Yeah. Because my end goal was to help him and to get him to a point where he was happy that he could continue on without me. Mm-hmm. And he's done that. That's my job done. Yeah. I don't want him to come back and, you know, be under me as a client purely just so I have more income. Yeah. I wanted to help him. I helped him. Yeah. Job's done. If yeah. he wants to come back, by all means, Success. it's because he wants to. Yeah. yeah. It's not because I feel like I have to, once I've got a client in, they can't ever leave me. It's like... Yeah. I want people to get the best out of them. Yeah. And then if they can take that on and continue on in the, in the, in the world without me, mm-hmm. that's the end goal. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So No, that's so important. I think that's, that's really good. Um, yeah. A lot of coaches, it can be, I feel like it's a bit of rivalry as you know. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, absolutely. It's like I've said so many times, like a PT is very much, a relationship that you have in your life so you need to be honest with them they need to know pretty much everything that's almost going everything on. that's going on yeah even all the way down to are you binge eating because you're not happy with your relationship currently uh-huh. yep they need to pretty much know everything otherwise how do you know you're going to get along with this person and how do mm. you know that your values are going to connect on some level and how do you know that you're going to be on the right track you know like some personal trainers might have different values whereas they might be more suited for people that are wanting to lose body fat or are wanting to prep for example exactly whereas other people need the support of you know just wanting to be healthy or just wanting to know how to do things properly or just wanting to know how to use equipment in the gym yeah or accountability like i I know what i'm doing i just need someone to check in with me each week that's what i've done for some friends like they know how to train Mm -hmm. they train perfectly yeah. They track their food, mm-hmm. but they just don't have anyone to kind of be like, hey, maybe, you know, yeah. maybe let's have maybe one night a week where we buy takeaway instead yeah. or just having the data to track. Yeah. And I think because fitness is such a a long journey that the day-to-day things don't look any different. You don't mm-hmm. look like you've made progress, but then you yeah. look back after six months, you're like, wow. Oh my gosh. I yeah. looked on some photos from six months ago. I think it was my leanest I've ever been. Yeah. And um, a part of that reason was probably because I had the stomach flu. (laughs) (laughs) Just just wasn't eating. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But like, but I was training on top of that because I didn't know that I had the stomach flu still in my system. Yeah. Wow. So I was um, 
yeah, it probably wasn't kind of what I should have been doing. But then like my PT didn't know either. So we were both just taking it day by day. And she was like, so how are you feeling this today? And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm feeling good. Like it's fine. But then other days I'd be feeling like absolute crap. Yeah. So I was looking back at photos and like I'd had no idea that I was that lean and then I look back on photos and I'm like shit like yeah. I was quite lean like yeah um compared to like now I feel like you know I'm at a more healthier weight um probably feel better yeah as well. like you function I, I better I think I was very I don't think I wanted to admit it because I didn't actually know one I didn't actually know how that had a stomach flu either but I was just so exhausted at that point of the year and I think now yeah I have a lot more energy and my body's yeah it's at a it's at a better weight you know my nutrition's good whereas then I think yeah when you when you're hitting it hard especially if you have like an underlining illness <laughs> that, that you're not aware of that you're not aware of like it can it's detrimental yeah um and especially when you were training the way that I was yeah, I was I'll, like, yeah I've seen you train I'm like two hours in and I'm like I'm leaving <laughs> Brooks still on compounds. Uh-huh. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> I know. Like, I just, yeah. Looking back on it, I was like, shit, girl, you were not well. <laughs> like, yeah, got to sort this out. What was going on? Um, and I think a part of me knew that I was un- unwell, but also I had so many goals that I had in my head and I didn't want to let go of them. Yeah, I probably I didn't want to let other people down either. Yeah. Like your PT or uh-huh. the people around you or even just the guilt of you know for example announcing that you're going to do a comp and Mm -hmm. then having to also then announce okay i'm not competing yeah like yeah it was it was hard i think i and when you've been when you've been sick consistent i think that was the other thing as well with really wanting to do a comp was when you've been sick consistently for so long like having covid another setback you know, having the stomach flu, another, another setback. setback. Um, Even or just having things. just yeah. a just a normal cold. Like I've just literally spent a month recovering recently from a cold yeah. because I had no idea what I had, but I was so busy at work. I was like, I can't take this. No time to slow down. Yeah, no time to slow down. So I think, yeah, it was just everything all in one. So yeah, I just... I knew what was good for me and I very much did what was best for me. But at yep. the same time, um, yeah, I was like, hold on. Like, I think we need to start slowing down. Yeah. Do you think you, um, do you think you made the right decision or are you happier now? I am a lot happier now. Yeah. I think for a period of time I was a little bit unhappy cause I was so used to that routine. Yeah. Um, and I, really missed my coach Holly because yeah. I felt like I went to the gym and I had no idea what I was doing and that was just because purely I was so used to her telling me yeah I was having so a used program to having right a program right now <laughs> literally um, me and I still use her shit like don't get me wrong like that stuff's good like yeah. I screenshot all of all of her stuff now so I always have it yep. like in my back pocket yep but at the same time I think I think I was training for a solid like 12 to 8 months and it is hard yeah um, and it can get quite exhausting and especially when like I've said when things are popping up in life and you constantly feel like you're under the weather um, I think I did start to realize that maybe it wasn't the greatest thing for me even though like I wasn't under eating I wasn't doing anything that I wasn't supposed to be doing you're I was, doing everything right yeah and yeah. I, was, I was very aware 
of how I was feeling and where my mental state was at. So I don't think I was doing anything wrong. I think it was just a hard adjustment to go from, hey, we're working out, you know, maybe like a good five to six days a week. Like, why don't we cut it back? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that either. Yeah, and like, you know, adapting to a new routine, new work-life schedule, like it's literally taken me six months i'm still really adjusting to adjusting work. yeah um so i haven't really been going to the gym i've probably i've only really just started going back i've yeah. pretty much had a month off and that was because anxiety of changing to another gym yeah <laughs> um and not liking it yep and then waiting and then having like comfortability and then waiting for you know right away to open up a new gym yeah and then being exhausted from work, so not really wanting to run down my body even more from already being exhausted. Yeah, like not like piling on the already feeling of bad. Exactly. Yeah. So it was almost like trying to find another way to, I guess, mentally relieve myself. So like trying new things instead yeah. of just always thinking gym, gym, gym. Lift heavy weights, lift heavy weights, yeah. Yeah, so... I think that was also an adjustment as well, which has actually been really good to be honest. Yeah. Cause I feel like you, you do need to change things up. You do need to step out of your comfort zone, even though it might've been a good comfort zone, but it's always good to like try something new. Yeah. And even be working for yourself, like establishing a new routine. Like for me, I'm the same. I've only just got back into training. Mm-hmm. Probably want to say maybe, Oh, look, I tried to get properly back into it like two months ago. Yeah. But then I found that, I kept playing this narrative of I'm too busy, I'm too busy, I'm too mm-hmm. busy. But all it was was I was too busy, but at the same time I wasn't prioritizing things uh-huh. like going and training. And I think I think I was doing that for a bit too yeah. because I was like, nope, I'm waiting for right away to open up and right waiting for right away to open up. When you want an excuse, you'll find an excuse. Exactly. Always. Um but that was just cuz mainly i was just having so much anxiety like where am i going to go to gym yeah like, where am i going to train where am i going to train i don't know and anyone then, here <laughs> yeah and then like training at the gym and then not liking it yeah like how am i going to motivate myself to keep going if i don't like the gym nothing mm. to do with the people it was more like the equipment the layout I, the layout the times where it's busy uh-huh there's a lot that goes into and it and then like not being able to use certain types of equipment because it feels like it's hindering you more than it's helping you. Like, yes, there was a few like equipments that I just couldn't work out either because I don't know, I just wasn't bloody thinking straight <laughs> or because it was genuinely uncomfortable for me and it just wasn't for me. Like, yeah, I just, I couldn't work it out. And I just got to a point where I was like, what's the point? like I was literally just what am I doing what am I doing with my life like I was like maybe I need to go to another gym or and I I remember I was trying to ask around to people I'm like so where do you go like what do you do like yeah you know give me some details what's your gym like you're just like mystery shopping for gyms usually usually it was more you know just shopping constantly for gym wear now it was Mm. shopping for a decent gym to actually go to to actually train at yeah buy right away code Riley for 10% off yeah (laughs) (laughs) exactly yes yes definitely advertise yourself yeah but no i i I get i get what it's like like now i think this week it goes in waves yeah it definitely goes in waves like i used to train maybe six times a week not all like resistance but i used Mm -hmm. to be doing some sort of physical activity six times a week Mm -hmm. and then now like i'm happy if i even just do like three yeah because for me like i don't have any desire anymore to 
look the best or be the strongest or, mm. you know, be fit. It's more just for you mentally and 100%. just fitness and wellness-wise. I think it's hard when some some of the listeners, especially if they are trying to get into a good routine, trying to do something good for their body, yep. but then also having – all of this social media and all these people telling them that they need to do so-and-so, they need to go to the gym and they need to do all this. Mm. But it's also kind of refreshing, like, hearing from people, I guess, like us, who have gone through those waves of, like, it's okay to not be going to the gym consistently all the yeah. time. Like, it's not your life. It's literally there because to make you feel good. Yeah. And it should be normalized that it's there to make you feel good and not to make you look good. Exactly. And I feel like people are so stuck in trying to look good. And let's be honest, we've all been there. Oh, know. 100%. We've all I, just wanted a year to go ago. to the, yeah, literally probably six to eight months ago for yeah. me. Like, you know, still worried about what you look like. And I feel like on a day to day, you know, we all probably still have, like, I definitely struggle with those thoughts at times, you know, especially yeah. when there's really bad lighting in the gym and you're like, yeah. excuse me, <laughs> like, what's like, going on? Yeah, someone walks in, like, comparisons to Thief of Joy. So someone walks in and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, damn. Like, for me, especially, I'll see someone, I'm like, yeah, their shoulders are so much bigger than mine. <laughs> I'm like, why am I Just here? That comparison <laughs> hits hard at yeah. times. Yeah. But, but, yeah, I like, I think about it and I'm like, I think I kind of settled into the whole I don't train for looks thing anymore, mm-hmm. particularly because, like, let's fast forward 10 years when I'm mm-hmm. almost 40. Yeah. Naturally, my body's going to slow down and uh-huh. I'm not going to look as good. Mm-hmm. Am I just going to stop training because yeah. I don't look as good as I could? Uh-huh. Or do I keep going because it's an hour out of my day where I don't have to think about work or mm-hmm. is it an hour Something out of my day? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's like I'm starting to find the other bits of joy through training and the, and the mm-hmm. other things that make it amazing yeah. and people that they don't talk about this anymore yeah it's all about the aesthetics of it mm. being a gym person or the aesthetics of our society is literally derived deprived from anything that's normal mm. and it's all been highlighted and toned and photoshopped with exactly how to have that life or how to look that way and i think yeah it's important to have the discussions of just the reality of it yeah yeah the rawness and the reality of just a normal everyday yeah i'm guilty of it i'm guilty (laughs) of it like i've had times where maybe i haven't been in the gym for the week so i'll just upload a photo from a couple weeks ago From when I was at the gym, yeah, almost to kind of Me convey trying to post the photos that I did a shoot with <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, I, like, I was like ages ago. I was like, you've got like a hundred photos out. that I took that you haven't posted, uh-huh. and like you got to pump them out I so you can get more. But it's like so hard because I'm not very like. If I could hire someone to do my Instagram for me, I would. Hundred percent. I just I don't know when to post things, and I don't know how they should be looking. Like the talking body site, for example, like some of the edits that i've done are so bad <laughs> but like I'm people overthink to, it though <laughs> they do i am one of them because i'm just not very techno and i think i keep saying i think i'm more techno than i think but because i've got in my head that i'm just like no i have no idea what i'm doing yeah you, you need to change kind of the identity around it of like instead of i don't know what i'm doing like you're someone who knows what you're doing like the whole mics and the way you've got yeah i know right i've now. literally got the whole setup right now I wouldn't as, have thought as of long this. as the lap 
as the laptop doesn't die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as long as the laptop do- doesn't die. And I know that la- the laptop's old, but at least we have something. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. But yeah, like I'm, I'm the same. I overthink it with my photography page. Like in my head, you've seen the grid way that I post. I, I post love it. I've literally tried to copy <laughs> Like I post, on my site because I'm like it's it's so cool I post three photos at a time but then I almost kind of started to talk myself out of it like I think I've got maybe I think maybe 20 25 shoots on there that I've posted mm-hmm. I've done almost 30 since mid-April mm-hmm. alone so I've got double the amount of shoots that mm-hmm. I've posted on my thing but I haven't posted them because in my head I'm like oh it's not going to be perfect it's not going to fit the yeah, theme yeah. that I've overthought it yeah. and now I'm just stopping myself because I've got literally yeah. a double my portfolio to post yeah. and now you're thinking right now fuck it let's yeah. go do let's do it this afternoon <laughs> yeah no literally, literally when you're sitting there I was like who's going to post today but I kind of I went through the other day and I posted like a random reel or like a random three reels mm-hmm. just to purely get some stuff out there from stuff yeah. that I haven't used yeah and it was very well received and now mm. I can just break it up with doing yeah. maybe three reel like reels out of nowhere I suck at reels I'm, I hate reels I love them I, w- I love making If them. someone could teach me how to do them properly, I would probably post them more. But That's what I'm here for. That's I'm what I do. Like, <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> it's I literally my job, them. Brooke. <laughs> yeah, I know. Maybe I just should hire you to do all my it's content. Just, it's just, again, it's overthinking. <laughs> overthinking. It really is. Yeah. And then, like, the audio that goes with it, too. And then, like, some audios have, like, certain parts where, and like, you, go you for, feel... like, seven seconds or yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, it's horrible. I don't like it. <laughs> Anyway. It's not for everyone. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> um, next question. In terms of mental health, how have you overcome some struggles being a male, especially with negative views on masculinity and, yeah, things like that and, like, stereotypes yeah. around males, particularly with masculinity and femininity? Femininity. <laughs> femininity however you say it femininity (laughs) yeah so yeah this is this is a very this is a very good question so i've been wanting to dive deep into this question for so long (laughs) i'm here for i'm a massive advocate on mental health because you are the first male that i've had on this podcast oh well well this this is going to be a fun topic to talk about i was going to bring my dad on and he's like brooke i don't have time for that shit and i'm like oh thanks dad like like, cool oh thanks (laughs) i'm like love you dad but okay fine i'll I'll find a new man i'll get someone else (laughs) i'll get someone else yeah, so I mean, at the time of recording this, um, it's the same month that the push-up challenge is on as well, mm-hmm. um, which it's not necessarily just for men's mental health, but it's also just about mental health in general. So a bit of history on my, um, what's the word for it, my battles and struggles with mental health is back when I was working full-time, mm-hmm. just before, pretty much just before I left real estate, I guess you could say in the mid to end of the COVID lockdown that we had. Yeah. Like, obviously, that was a tough time for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, no one found that time easy. But I I was with my, my now ex-partner. Um, we were together for just about five and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and a long time. It was a very long time. Like, I met her when I was 18. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I pretty much did all of my adult life with kind of her around. Mm-hmm. And when, when COVID hit and we went into that lockdown, she moved in with me for that 10 weeks because mm-hmm. I had to isolate because I yeah. went interstate and I was told by the government, they're like, you have to quarantine. Yeah. And she was with me. So mm-hmm. we both kind of went in it together. 
throughout COVID, obviously it was a massive challenge for everyone. Like I'm no one special just because I struggled in that time. Yeah. Like everyone struggled. Uh-huh. Um, and it led our relationship to end. Mm-hmm. It was going that way before COVID, but COVID just brought out those things. Yeah. That, the, all yeah. the small things. Yeah. Um, Which is so normal. I feel like that happened to a lot of people. Oh, absolutely. Even friendships. Yeah. Like, not just relate. like everything, like every everything. aspect. It, it, it brought out so many kind of things. And just after COVID, when kind of life opened back up, I reckon it was maybe mid-August, maybe. Yeah, I reckon it was mid-August. Mm-hmm. Um, I started to kind of struggle with my identity and knowing who I was. Mm-hmm particularly because i spent you know five years being a boyfriend yeah you were with someone you were can you were you probably identified yourself as someone yeah. else's literally but like where did you stand amongst that like what, exactly yeah, i understand that very much so yeah so i kind of went through like a patch of like i didn't know who i was in every sense of that phrase mm-hmm. like i didn't know i was like what do i enjoy doing mm-hmm. like did i only do this stuff because she enjoyed doing it yeah and so I kind oh, of had like a yeah. like a massive internal battle of I didn't know what I liked. I didn't want to talk to anyone because I never really spoke to my parents about struggles. And, mm-hmm. you know, like my, my brother is my older brother. He's my idol. But mm-hmm. and like I look up to him in, in every aspect. But I almost felt like it was kind of the stereotype of it's unmanly to talk about uh-huh. it. So yep. I never wanted to bring it up with him because yep. yep. being a younger brother, you don't want to make your older brother think that you're less of a man you kind uh-huh. of want to which is so it's so bad sad. like it's, it's so it's bad. horrible that men have to feel like that and i think the more that i've created awareness yeah and not just that but like opposite sex relationships yeah. oh yeah absolutely um, because i i've never really had like male close friends but mm. now that i've got more i've been like you can understand oh my gosh man like yeah you deal with this too like <laughs> yeah it's it, it's pretty crazy to think about like I, n- I never really wanted to talk to anyone about it and so mm-hmm. I, I went through it would have been august early late august early september i went through a really dark patch where it was like the weather was horrible it was like mm-hmm. raining every night yeah. and it was like literally every movie where like, the main character goes through a struggle yeah um and i went through a period of i hated my job i didn't really have any kind of friends that I could talk to about all this kind of stuff for. And I started contemplating and like really thinking deeply. I don't, I don't think many people know this, but I started really thinking deeply, like how could I end everything mm-hmm. that I'm going through? Mm-hmm. And maybe there isn't a light at the tunnel because I've tried yeah. everything. Yeah, I've, you know, I feel like I'm at the end where if it doesn't get better by this time, then uh-huh. I might literally just end everything yeah and, I, yeah and i went i went through that i probably struggled with that for maybe three to four weeks mm-hmm. of contemplating like what's the best way and and it got to the point where i literally thought i could do this and i could do this and then mm-hmm. no one will know and then this yeah. will be the easiest way to do it for the family and yeah i never obviously never ended up going through with it but i i struggled Which, so deep thank god yeah thank god um i never kind of really opened up with it because like i was raised as you know, a footy player. Mm-hmm. With, I went to an all boys school, locker room mentality. Well, I can't relate to being <laughs> not being understand. female, but I can understand because I'm from the country. Literally, all men were raised that way. Yeah. Um, my, as well, like as you would know, like dads, you know, growing back, mm-hmm. um, growing up 
back in their generation, mental health wasn't really a thing. It wasn't spoken about. It wasn't even a phrase. My parents have probably only just been open to it now that they've not just moved to Adelaide, but now that they see their kids going through it. Even though that they probably went through it, but because it wasn't spoken about, but now it's so spoken about now, they're like, oh, they're more educated on it now. Yeah. Yeah. As you were saying. It was... It was hard because I didn't think... Like, I... And now that I look back at it, like, there's people I could have spoken to, mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. But, yeah, like, raised as, you know, I I was the kid at school who, you know, like, grew a beard before everyone else. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty... I was pretty genetically gifted where I kind of, like, grew muscle more. Like, I was at school and uh, more so after school... I was kind of seen as like the manlier person, you know, mm-hmm. I was the leader, I was the captain of my footy teams. Yep. I was, I was the guy who would you know go out on the weekends and, you know, look like the kind of macho kind of person. Yep. <laughs> so I guess me having that kind of identity didn't really relate to the fact of, you know, oh, who am I going to talk to yep. that, you know, I'm crying myself to sleep every night. Yeah. And that, it didn't leave you. Yeah. And yeah. so I didn't, I didn't really know what to do. And I think the, the biggest struggle that I had and, kind of faced was I didn't see an outlet other mm-hmm. than obviously the worst yeah but then when I started to get to the point of leaving my job mm-hmm. and doing things that I like doing and obviously meeting Cass was a massive mm-hmm. help for that yeah I started to see the light at the end of the tunnel and instead of doing things that make other people happy I kind of get a little bit selfish and I'm like yeah that's good because we're all I, yeah. about getting selfish for yourself yeah exactly <laughs> I'm like I'm like you know, I don't have an issue saying no to something because uh-huh. I don't want to upset the other person. Yeah. If someone's like, oh, can you do this for me? And I'm like, I don't want to do it. I'm just like, nah, sorry. Like, yeah. I That's need so good. To, I need to look out for myself because I spent so long looking out for other people and it didn't pan out the way I wanted uh-huh. it to. Yeah. And I feel like in my darkest time when I was turning to people, I got turned away a lot. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now I'm here just living every day, like literally like it could be my last. Yeah. And I, I love my life now. Mm-hmm. There's there's nothing I would trade. You couldn't offer me any amount of money to go back to how I was before. Yeah, yeah. Because I would rather be at a point now where I'm doing the stuff that I love mm-hmm. and waking up every day ready to attack it. Like this morning, I woke yeah. up at 4.15. Yeah. And I was like... That's very early. <laughs> yeah, very early. I would not recommend. But I woke up, I woke up and obviously I had work, but I wasn't like... I wasn't waking up and going oh i gotta go to work and you know like i woke up and i was like all right let's get it ran four classes high energy Mm -hmm. and now i get to sit here and record a podcast on a monday afternoon and then after this i'm going to sit down on my kitchen table and do a puzzle yeah (laughs) like i've managed to surround myself with such beautiful people and such amazing people but at the same time i've built it myself because i went through such a struggle yeah and I knew what I didn't like and you could pull yourself out of that and I feel like if you were to go back again it wouldn't necessarily be easier but like Mm -hmm. because you've already come out of it you can kind of pick up on where you're going down again and you can pull yourself out of it yeah a bit easier than the last I had it had it recently not obviously not as bad as it was but Mm -hmm. I had it recently just before I went away to the Gold Coast Uh um because I could find myself setting such high standards to myself uh-huh. that, that I felt like, yeah, high expectations, like mm-hmm. high functioning depression, high functioning anxiety. I was like, you know, I'll do a shoot and then I'm like 12 hours later, I'm like, oh, I haven't edited all of those photos yet. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I that's why I stopped training because I was like, 
every time I was at the gym, I was thinking, I should be working right now. And yep. I was running myself into the ground and I recognized it. And then I just sat back and said, I'm more important, like as, as, as bad as this is going to sound, I'm more important than anyone else in the world. Yeah. Because no one's going to look out for me yeah. better than me. Yeah. And like when you're, you're a, your own responsibility. Exactly. Yeah. No one's going to come save me. Like my parents can always come and help me if ever they need, or if yeah. I needed money or if I need someone to stay, they can always help me, but no one's going to have my best interests yeah. more than I am. Yeah, exactly. So I got selfish and I yeah. said, I'm just going to do what makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And it's like on a plane. When you're going down, you fix your own oxygen mask before helping others. Yeah. So I just started doing that. And in doing that, I've elevated the people around me. I'm a happier person. I'm better to be around. Yeah. I attack everything knowing that I want to do it because I want to do it, mm-hmm. not because I feel like I have to do it. Yeah. And my quality of life has improved and everyone around me, I believe, has also been uplifted by it because they're getting yeah. the best version of me. Exactly, because so. they're, not, they're not surrounded by, you know, grieving you or, exactly. like, you know, like you, you are happy so everyone else is happier, which mm. I can so relate. I think it's so funny how, like, no, none of us have these conversations, but Never. we're actually all... <laughs> We've all been through it. But we're all so similar. Like, mm-hmm. I could literally say when you were saying that, you know, you developed quite early, that was literally me. Yep. You had no one to talk to, that was literally me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, you get to a point in your life where you're like, I don't know who I am, that was literally me Identity coming crisis. out of a, like, three-year relationship. I was like... I hit it so hard before I moved over to Adelaide and then I hit Mm -hmm. it really hard when I was here in Adelaide. I was like, who the hell am I? Like, what do I even like? Like, I remember having conversations with my friends. Do I even like coffee? And I was, (laughs) yeah, I was just like, I was, I remember having conversations with my friends. I'm like, why do you even like me? Like, or like, why would anyone like me? Like, Mm. I don't even know why I like me. Yeah, do I I even like myself? I was just like, what do do I enjoy? You know, like when people go, oh, what are your hobbies? And I'm like, (laughs) <laughs> introduce yourself tell us three things about yourself <laughs> yeah i don't know um yeah like what do you like to do um Sleep. well i feel like if i were to say what i would say it would be very boring yeah um and not only that like i don't really do anything like you know Literally like i was life. just so insecure <laughs> i was just like what can i say right now that's gonna make me seem so cool yeah and like literally just doing it for the what's the word for it um for the acceptance acceptance of others, mm-hmm. like, yeah. I don't I don't care about what people think about me anymore. Yeah, you no, know? either. And I think it was such a good time that I decided to develop this because I remember mm. having conversations with you and Cass. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna start this, and I'm like, but I'm Go not. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I finally just went stuff it. Like, yeah. let's start it. But I feel like that's because I'm in such a better place compared mm. to where I was. Like, if I started this, like, it would have. We spoke about this when we did your first shoot back in Yeah. I don't August. think I was ready then either. Yeah. I was like back not. in August. Like I was talk the talk, but I wasn't willing to like actually pull do the pin any, on it. Yeah, yeah, to actually do anything. And I was considering in not doing it because I was like I couldn't be accountable for myself. Yeah, and you wanna you wanna like go into something giving it your everything. Like Exactly. My biggest piece of advice for like you or anyone listening is that people are gonna have an opinion on you regardless. Regardless, uh-huh. you might as well make sure that what they have an opinion on you for is shit you like doing. Exactly. And like, who cares? Like if, if it brings you happiness and it brings you joy, like I love meeting with people and having mm. conversations like this because I yeah. find so much joy out of it. Yeah. I don't give a crap who puts a bad review or if like only 
10 of my friends are listening or yeah. whatever like I don't care as long as someone is listening getting something out of it like literally who cares like I'm enjoying this I'm enjoying having proper real conversations with yeah. people and like, I find as I'm getting older they mean more to me than the meaningless like than the three likes you're gonna like do you know what I mean yeah yeah I think it kind of I think it kind of takes back to what we we're saying about like when I played sport the end result might not be what I expected mm-hmm. but I had fun doing it yeah. that's all that matters to me now is mm-hmm. just enjoying things and like I look at when I went to school I went to an all boys school uh-huh. and <laughs> that, would, that was a struggle in itself. Yeah, I, was, I was gonna say that would knock you on there too <laughs> I, I, was, I was a bit of a target at, at times um, mm-hmm. I used to hide it very well uh, to the point my parents didn't really know like I used to get I used to get bullied a bit yeah um, I say a bit but it was like in the phases of like maybe year nine to year 11 it was like relatively physical yeah because i went to school with a few rough people that they ended up getting expelled yeah like fair enough but like not not for anything that they did to me but like it ended up being you know like in the chain rooms or something after pe like getting punched or you know someone like stealing my phone and like Mm -hmm. like whatever it was but i went to an all-boys school and because i had such a fear of not being accepted i started to be someone different yeah whereas in reality i'm i'm a very creative person Mm -hmm. i'm a very kind of i was the lead role in my year 12 drama play because i loved acting yeah but i hid that as much as i could because i didn't want people to think oh you know that's a bit that toxic masculinity you didn't want anyone to think that you weren't man enough yeah to do something yeah the footy player act. can't be an actor yeah why not which is ridiculous <laughs> because like come on guys we've all seen high school musical yeah and like look at look at chris hemsworth <laughs> like, look, look at look at zach efron everyone yeah exactly troy wilson he was but yeah so like i looked at that and like school was probably you know like it, it is what it is everyone mm-hmm. had a bad experience at school at some point yeah and i kind of carried that over into my adult life with the fear of acceptance uh-huh. that I was scared to post my photos. I was yeah. scared to tell people I'm getting into content creation and photography and videography because mm-hmm. I didn't want people to be like, you know, oh, why would you do that? Like, why don't you be a tradie instead? Yeah. And I'm like, yep. I don't care. And I've got, I think that's what helps me relate to females a lot more is mm-hmm. I've got a lot of female friends. That's okay though. There's nothing wrong with There's it. No, you're tapping into that. That sensitivity. (laughs) See, female friends, Siri's going off. But like I look at it and in a sense of every time when I was younger in particular and even when I was a young adult, whenever I would hang around with a male, they would always turn it into a competition. Mm -hmm. Whether or not I wanted it to be, it's always a competition. Whereas when I hang around with a female or I've got a female friend, literally I'm probably seen as, people probably see me as like a gay best friend. (laughs) I love that. <laughs> because, like, I tap into my feminine side. Uh-huh. And, I've and you're not afraid to. I'm not afraid to show. And, like, I've been saying it so... I've been saying slay so much. <laughs> so, like... Slay. I was, I was talking to Cass today and she sent me a message. She's like, yeah, maybe we go to Sydney. And I was like, yeah, slay. And I was like, I need to reel it back a little yeah. bit because I'm going a little bit too far. She's um, like, oh, my God. <laughs> but, like, if I if I was how I was now back when I was playing footy or when I was at an all-boys school, I would be a target mm-hmm. at this point because of... I've now tapped into what I really am as a person because yeah. I don't have a fear of rejection. Yeah. Because you know who anymore. you are. Like you've, exactly. You've identified that you you are what you are and you're so sure on your own identity mm-hmm. that nobody, no matter what, no, 
no opinion or judgment could like what's the yeah, word? Yeah, there's no shake you. Yeah, because you're so you're like, oh, okay, whatever. You have that opinion about me, but like, hey, yeah, like, that's sick. I know who I am. Yeah, maybe maybe this is a reflection on you and yeah. not actually me. Yeah, yeah. like if, if if someone I haven't had it yet, but if someone ever said, oh, you know that that's a shit photo, I'd be like. That's sick. I like it. But nobody will, though. That's if the, you do, that's, do you know what I mean, that's though? The, yeah, I get it. But, like, that's the thing, though. When you're out of high school, like, nobody would dare because yeah, no they're too scared. Yeah. They're like, oh, I actually have to be a grown-up now. I've just living my life. <laughs> yeah. Like, peop- I feel like because you're young, they take advantage of it. We're all young. I can have an excuse to say such things. But mm. when you're when you're older, like, if you were to say that and someone witnessed that, They'll be like, oh, you're such a shit person. Like, why would you say that to someone? And, like, as we get older, if someone ever, like... If you look at bullies in in my age now, Mm. if it happened, like, people would be like, like, you you need... Like, you okay? Like, do you need help? Yeah, yeah. Like, you've got some deep issues you need to sort with yourself first. Isn't it, like, funny how it just automatically changes? Like, as soon as you come out of high school, I definitely... I definitely witnessed that. As soon as we got out of high school... Mm. Everyone was like, oh, my gosh, hi, how are you? But it was, like, really, like, level, shallow conversation. But it was like, oh, my gosh, hi, how are you? What are you doing now? What are you doing now? And it was, like, the same conversation, like, on repeat. Like, press play, press play. Same conversation you were going to get out of this person. But then in high school, it would be, like, wouldn't even look at you. Exactly. Or wouldn't even dare to even say hello. Exactly. It's all status. Yeah. I um, This is going to make me sound so old, but I have my 10-year high school reunion this year. (laughs) 10 years I, I graduated oh 10 God. years ago are you like, gonna go no no it's already happened it was in oh, march oh, okay it was in march and part of me i wanted to go because like i don't know how people viewed me and what i was gonna do after uh-huh. school but i think people people wouldn't have expected me to be like now like a business owner mm-hmm. photographer like i'm i'm traveling literally the world i'm going uh-huh. uh, i think i'm going to vegas in august oh for photos God. yay so I excited think, to see I think, that but by the time <laughs> this is posted I, it should be official but yeah um that comes into my next question but we'll get into that soon <laughs> but yeah like i look at it now and, and part of me wanted to go just because i still had that competitive streak of being like uh-huh you wanted to show them that's all i wanted to go for not yep. to catch up with them mm-hmm. and like i don't drink anymore so mm-hmm. i'm like if i went i wouldn't have been having a beer or anything like that i would yep. have literally been going just to be like look at me now yeah yeah and so i didn't go because yep. i'm not that person anymore yep. i don't want to compete with people i just no. want to live my life and be happy exactly and it kind of gets that point i went to i actually went to a person that i went to primary school with 21st last mm-hmm. year and um I had to rethink. I had to go, like, do I really want to go to this person's 21st? Like, but yep. I had nothing against them. They're, they're a beautiful person. Um, but it was more that who I was going to see at the party. Yeah. And I had to go, like, okay, Brooke, so when we go back to this party, like, what type of person are we going to be? Like, are we yeah. going to be us or are we going to pretend to – Brooke? Yeah, or are we going to be someone that everyone expects us to be? Yeah. I ended up going in there and I was like, stuff it. I haven't seen this boy in a really long time and I hope he's going good mm-hmm. and I've always had a good relationship with this lad so why the heck not? Exactly. You know, what's like the, I'm going there the for him. Are you going to die? Like, like yeah, <laughs> am I going to die? Like I think it will be okay. I ended up going. I had the best time. I ended up catching up with a whole lot of people that I did get along with and mm-hmm. maybe sometimes didn't always get along with. Yep. But – I reconnected with them and I honestly was just being 
my honest self. I wasn't faking anything. Just I wasn't lying. I was just being me. Um, and if someone asked me a question that probably wasn't really appropriate to ask, but I answered it anyway and I just said, look, hey, I don't know. Yeah. I just I just said, look, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I, I don't really know what happened between me and this person. Like, yeah. Um, that's, that's all I can say. Uh, I believe I didn't do anything wrong, but if I did, like, you it know. It is what it is. It, it, yeah. yeah, like, I can't do anything about it. I can't take it back. Like, you know, people grow apart. It. Yeah. And because this person was there. So, oh, um, they okay. were, that, that I think they were trying to, to stir the pot. And I'm like, yeah. look, I don't want anything. I don't want any bad play, foul play. Like, yep. I'm here to support the person who's got their who birthday on. And that yeah. is it. Um. Yeah, I had the same thing. I had a, I had a yeah. friend. I had a friend's birthday. That's what I'm going to say because <laughs> <laughs> I had a um I had a friend's birthday, not a 21st, it was a 25th, I believe. Because yeah. I'm obviously I'm I'm almost <laughs> 30. Older, but hey, almost 30. All my friends are <laughs> pretty much 30. So <laughs> yeah, so it's, it, my knees hurt when I wake up. But anyway, <laughs> I um I had a friend's birthday, and my ex from 2020, which is mm-hmm. yeah now three years ago, um. She was there. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, Cass has just gotten home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she can listen to us. Yeah. So, she was there. She was at at the birthday as well. So, mm-hmm. I kind of had to be an adult about it and just go through it and just accept it that, you yeah. know, I am now in the same place as my ex with my current partner and yeah. my ex was with her partner as well. Yeah. We just had to fucking be adults. Yeah. You like, just had to go with it. Yeah. And not like, do like hey. the childish shit of oh, you know, my current partner does this, this, this. But it's like actually actually being an adult about it and accepting yeah. that, you know, we're not here to, you know, compete and make the other one feel bad, but we're here to celebrate the person's whose birthday yeah. we're here to celebrate. So yeah, exactly. I can relate to that 100%. Exactly. You're here to be supportive of the person to be a that good it's friend. about. Exactly. And it's all about being a good friend. And I think so many people can blur that and they make the whole situation about themselves. Mm-hmm. And like, clearly you have not grown or you don't have any morals. Like, yeah, when like you get so- older, it's not about you. <laughs> like, uh, I just don't get it. Yeah. I'm all about like uplifting the people around me rather than, like, obviously I have the degree of selfishness where I want the best yeah. for me. But that's like, that's shouldn't, like people should be understanding of that. Like it shouldn't be hurting anyone. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't have to put someone down to lift myself up. Yeah. And if people are supportive enough, they will understand that you're do- that like they will literally understand that it is for you and yeah. it, it's got nothing to do with them and mm-hmm. they should be they should be understanding of that and if they are sometimes I do question like are they really your friend if they're not that understanding of yeah. your needs yeah what's their motive in this friendship exactly I get you yeah I get you alrighty well I think we should wrap this up but the yeah. last question that I've got for you is do you have any plans or business ventures coming into play with Trenary Visuals oh yes as you were kind of I guess tapping into before yes as I was tapping into before so it's kind of a combination between my business of Trenary Visuals and also working with Taz mm-hmm. um, who is an amazing photographer we have been working together a fair bit lately um, in part of the TK team, which you would have seen me sharing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, we, yeah, it's such an amazing opportunity and I'm so grateful that I am able to be a part of it. But a couple of things that we're looking to launch is we want to work together, him and I, yeah. um, in offering people regular retainer packages. So oh, cool. instead of relying on like, you know, a once-off shoot with someone or whatever it is, like we're now offering people 
for a certain amount per month will give you X amount of reels, X amount of photos. Mm-hmm. And then people have their content covered. Yeah. So instead of having to, you know, bank up content and get all these photos for a rainy day, mm-hmm. you've just got it there ready to go. So yeah. that's one of the things that we're moving into, which is going to allow me to move away from, you know, working at Anytime Fitness and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff is now I'm starting to lean into like an actual service rather than mm-hmm. just someone who takes photos. So yeah. that's one business venture is kind of joining forces with Taz to yeah. to create our own kind of um I want to say unique service. I haven't seen yeah. it offered anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Not in Adelaide anyway. Yeah. Um but also as you would have seen I've been joining him in the Gold Coast. So mm-hmm. um we've been travelling around to do a lot of stuff for the WBFF. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest things is we're gonna so be exciting. Yeah, very exciting. I think ninety five percent confirmed we're gonna be going to Worlds in Vegas, mm-hmm. which is in August, which is like yeah. I still think I'm dreaming. Yeah. Like, I don't know what's so going on. Good. So, so yeah. So, it could, could be doing could be doing Worlds in Vegas, um, but also we're going to be back for Season B and mm-hmm. potentially hitting the Gold Coast once Which every couple October, of months. Which is October, isn't it? I think it's end of October, start of November. Yeah. So, I think yeah. the show is actually in November, but mm-hmm. we're going to be over there from late October yeah. to Getting early ready. November. Yeah. yeah. So, we'll be there for peak week, you know, pumping out as many shoots as we can before we yeah. start to pass out. But... Mm. Um, yeah, it's only the start for like for my business in particular. I'm less than a year in of actually running my trenary visuals as a serious business. Yeah. Um, and now it's taking me to the other side of the world. So yeah, you're doing very well. I remember you. when you just started. Um, <laughs> Nervous to I, take photos. Yeah, was I the first? You were my second shoot. Oh, the second yeah. shoot. Yeah, Chloe was. You the booked. First. You booked. You actually booked first. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, you actually, <laughs> you actually booked first, but yeah, I did yeah. my first shoot with someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so exciting! It's gotten so far to where it is now yeah Yeah. so and and like i'm constantly evolving as well like this i've got so much to learn Mm -hmm. but i look back to when before i even started the business and i was i was nervous i was like yeah people are gonna see me in the gym with a camera probably yeah i remember look at this guy Mm -hmm. and now like i spent six hours at right away alberton on saturday Mm -hmm. (laughs) just like back to back yeah um and kind of having that sense of confidence of like, I'm here for a reason and there's, mm-hmm. pe- there's a reason why people are wanting to work with exactly. me. Exactly. So, and there's a reason why people keep booking with you as well. Yeah. And that's because people love your work. Still pinching myself. I'm, yeah. like, <laughs> I'm like, really? You want to shoot with me? Like, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> We're getting there. Yeah. One one week at a time. So yeah, onwards and upwards from here and very excited for it's heading. Exactly. So. Congratulations. Thank You're you. doing really well. I appreciate I think that. I've been following a lot of it and I've even had like heaps of friends say to me like wow he's doing like really good thank you i love hearing it again like i'm still getting used to Mm -hmm. accepting yeah compliments and being able to accept it rather than just kind of showing away and being like oh Mm -hmm. no so it's like like, oh no it's not that good no no it's good it is good it is good it is good good. confident but not cocky so but yeah yeah, i'm just eternally grateful for Mm -hmm. everyone that's ever booked with me you you now have booked with me multiple times yeah yeah um eternally grateful and I don't think anything will ever replace like the feeling that I get knowing yeah. that I've done this all myself. Yeah. So. Oh my gosh. It must feel amazing that you've produced stuff that's so good and that people genuinely love. So mm. yeah. Yeah. Just going to do so more. Good. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so, cool. um, thank you for coming on. So right, Thank you for having me. That's okay. Even though you kind of had me over, but that's because my house situation was um, a little bit. 
different. different. Uh, that's all right. Yeah. Any anyone is welcome to join us at the at the Casa della Trinari in Sanderson yeah. if they want. So <laughs> open invite to everyone listening. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much and hope you hope to see you soon. Fingers crossed I'll be yeah. at the gym more regularly now. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Cool. All right. See you everyone. Goodbye Bye. everyone. Thank you.